When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. Here with a couple names you know. Where don't you know them from? It's Matt Jackson. It's Nick Jackson. It's the Young Bucks. They have a new book out. Uh, it's available everywhere. Matt and Nick, how you doing? Doing good, good man. I'm so excited what to a, talk what, about this. What an intro. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to check out this book uh, over the holiday season especially. Uh I, I was actually just talking to Danny Limelight, and he had to stop reading the book to do our interview. <laughs> Good, <laughs> funny. I mean, it, it, funny. it means a lot coming. Like, you know, what's funny is that we like the last several weeks, a uh, bunch of the talent have been popping into our EVP office and asking us for copies and and genuinely telling us that it's been an easy read, and they're saying they're not readers and they're enjoying it. So that that to me like says a lot like okay good we we made a book that even the boys like because most most of the wrestlers are we're not we're not really book guys so i'm glad that the guys and the girls are liking it right did you all have any specific like wrestling books that you grew up on i mean i know that when i was a bit younger i read jericho's and and mick foley's and those were the two that really set the bar oh yeah for sure uh even the hardys i remember reading the hardys as a young kid and thinking that how cool that was so it was always a part of what we uh we liked as as teenagers uh i remember reading the Shawn michaels book as well uh bret hart was one of my favorites uh i think matt was most inspired by the foley books yeah i i remember being freshman in high school and for whatever reason my my teacher in language arts had it on her bookshelf i couldn't believe it and you know, anytime it was, it was we called it SSR, sustained silent reading. I would always grab Nick's book and read it, and I ended up reading it probably four or five times, book you know, front to back. Um, and that's all, that. Maybe since it was the first one I read, that one always comes to mind. But the Chris Jericho book, the first one particularly, that one really resonated with me. And then the Bret Hart book, man, like I just. I couldn't believe the the amount of, uh, of detail that he put into it because of all the recordings he has. Like those are probably the the holy grail. Those three for me are the ones that inspired me the most. Even to this day, when I see Warlord's name, I think back to Jericho's book, and I remember him calling him Warload. <laughs> and and when I would see Wardlow for a while, that's immediately what came to mind was Jericho oh, calling funny. War, Warlord Wardlow. Um, that's great. We've seen Mick Foley write several books, and, and they're consistently successful. You guys are nowhere near done in your careers, I would imagine. So, I mean, is that already in your mind, like, if this takes off, which it already has, that you all might do another one down the line? I, th- oh, I think the way we 
I think the way we ended it, there's definitely uh, something you can do with the second. Uh, and who knows, like you said, we're so early in our career, maybe even a third, but it, it was very hard to do. <laughs> and I think if this, it would have to be after we're, we're uh, done with wrestling or with our duties as being EVPs because, because of how hard and uh, how much work it took to get this one done. Like, I don't think we realized how hard it would be. Yeah. I think, I think that if we ever did do another one and immediately it's funny. Cause as soon as I, like we, we finished this book, I remember telling Nick, I'll never do it again. Cause it was so hard. <laughs> um, but now that, you know, the book's done and everybody's enjoying it and, and I'm and I, I get to hold it in my hands. Like, God, maybe we should do another one. It's, it's almost like when you have a kid, and you're like, I'm never doing that again. Like, that was so hard. That was scary. That was, you know, it was just, it was like this, this really crazy thing that happened in your life. And you swore like you never wanted to relive it again. But then you have the kid and you're like, oh my God, we have to have another one. <laughs> it's like, maybe, uh, like Nick said, we wouldn't be able to do it probably for a while or probably when we're, we're you know, unattached from what we're currently doing. Because I truly would want to do like a tell-all. And I, I think the, the best way to do that is when those attachments are all gone. Like, I didn't want to write about, you know, our, our time in Japan or with ROH until we were removed from those places. Because it's just, you can't really give a, uh, you can't really be completely honest until you've, you have moved on. You know, so maybe maybe later down in the line, we do the sequel uh, five, ten years from now when when uh, we're done as as, you know, as EVPs or who knows, maybe we're going to do this for life. I don't I don't know. But yeah, like maybe way down the line, we could we could do a fun uh, part two, I think. So in in writing this book, I mean, this is you all are brothers, but you all are two distinctly different people. Were there ever times when you guys would have points of contention, so to speak, about how things went down or how you felt about certain <laughs> situations. Oh man. Uh, yeah, for sure. But like Matt has a better memory than me. So I would have to ask him like if a, a thing went down the way I saw it. And of course he would have a similar version, but he would have a more detailed version of it. So he, he helped me out with a lot of that type of stuff because because we're like the same human being like we've had the same career the same stories we've seen everything the same way almost exactly so that was an interesting part of making the book because of our our views on things are so alike you know yeah and one of the most challenging things i think writing it would be you know i we would tag in and out of chapters and we're so good at doing them during our entire career but uh, just to keep the timeline moving forward, and we we wanted to capture the most important time, like things that happen in those time frames, and and sometimes I'd be like, oh man, I really wanted to get this story in, but now my time has passed, and now Nick's taking over these, you know, these chapters. Like it was it was kind of a struggle to to get all of the stuff that you wanted in there while you're trying to keep this this timeline moving forward, and and I remember in the beginning. I was writing with such great detail that I would, and I would show my wife everything. And she's at times, she'd just be like, you're going to have to start picking things up here. You know, you're 20 pages in and you're like two years old still. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so like there were, you know, we had to comb through everything and, and after rewrites and revisions and, and whatnot, 
I think we finally landed on the perfect amount of everything. Um, I was very happy with it. I didn't, I didn't want a super long book. Um, like I said, like I, I, I was writing a book every time in, in mine when I was on my chapters, like I was writing a book that I think that people, you know, younger kids would like. We have a younger demo that watches our show. So I figured I want a book that, that would keep their attention. Uh, I want to have chapters that are, that are binge worthy where like you, you know, you're, you're going, you're, you're flipping the pages and you're going, God, you know, I got to see what happens in the next chapter. Like, so like we specifically wanted to have each chapter end with some type of cliffhanger. We thought of it almost like we were writing the book, like it was a Netflix series, you know what I mean? So you'd want to hurry up and binge it all and finish it. And, and for the most part, that's what I've, I've heard is like, people are saying they're reading it in, in one, two, three sittings. And that's great. Like, that's what I wanted. I didn't want to have one of those books that collects dust. Cause you're just like, God, it's such a chore. This chapter's a hundred pages. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I think, I think what we ended up landing on, you know, was, was the, the perfect amount for the, the audience that specifically likes us. One of the things that you guys talk about in the book are, are of course your times with new Japan and ring of honor. And one of the, the most interesting stories that I thought emerged last year was an interview that you guys did, I think with Bleacher Report, and you talked about how things could have been different if New Japan and Ring of Honor had offered you guys dual contracts. When you look back at that, why do you think that they didn't, considering the role that everything was on? And, I mean, MSG selling out with, you know, with the implication that you guys and some other people might be involved. Why do you all think that that didn't happen? Yeah, good, good question. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, uh, man! I th now looking back, it's it's so hard to even answer because it man, it would have changed wrestling if we just stayed put. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's I was I'd even say that I was talking to my wife oddly about this last night, uh, <laughs> this very thing, and because we we just like to kind of like think about like what if you know it went this way what if we did it this way truthfully we were happy and we probably would have never have left if the, the right offer came 100 honestly you know i was having the time of my life um and we were just waiting for a really good offer because we knew that that was the year that it was time to get paid because yeah. we were as hot as we'd ever been and you know we were we just did all in and yeah like you just said the, the garden sold out most people say because of, uh, of the elite, you know? And so we knew we, we had a big price tag and when they made that, their offer, it was, it was not, it was so below what, what we were thinking it was going to be that for the first time ever, Nick and I said to each other, Oh my God, I think we have to actually go out and shop and see what our street value is. Like if they would have just hit a number, a number, we would have, we wouldn't have even probably shopped. We probably would have just taken it because we were having so much fun you know, going from town to town, closing every show with our little being the elite song and dance at the end. Like it was, it was a great, wonderful time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your law makers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill
Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. Hi. Why didn't New Japan and ROH get together to offer all of us the money that we thought we deserved? I don't know. I don't think, like, they, in hindsight, they didn't, they didn't know that this, this new project was happening. They didn't know all elite wrestling was going to be a thing. Uh, nobody did. And I think maybe now looking back, if they knew that, you know, there was this project looming, then they probably would have offered us anything. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it was funny because WWE didn't even know that this project was happening, but they were willing to throw everything at us. So I'd only imagine if, if they knew what was happening what they probably would have offered on top of that. You know what I mean? Like that blows my mind even thinking about that, but I don't know. I don't have an answer. I think that maybe they felt like they didn't need us all. Maybe they felt like they, they would have been fine without us. Um, Nick and I knew though, like we basically compared our, our show being the elite at, at, at the tail end was pretty much like ROH television yeah. And it was the driving force to what brought people to the show. And, and I'm not over-exaggerating when I say that if a wrestling fan at an ROH shirt, uh, show had a shirt on, there was an 80-90% chance it was a, a Bullet Club or a Being the Elite shirt, related shirt. So we knew that was our audience. And I don't maybe they just didn't realize how deep it had gotten and how much of that audience was, was strictly ours and there for us. I don't Maybe they just didn't have the awareness. But I don't know. That's a that's a good question that you're probably going to have to ask them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not exactly a business person, but it seems like in that situation, you you pay the people whatever you can to get them to stay. And if you make one dollar off of them in that regard, it's like okay, well, they're dragging in an awful lot of people to view my show. That obviously now in Ring of Honor's case, not taking a shot at them, just aren't tuning into the show. Correct. And you know. And here's the thing, like, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect ROH too, because it wasn't like it was a bad offer. They, sure. Like by no means, it wasn't a small amount of money. It it just wasn't enough for us because at this point we had, we'd valued ourselves. Like we, we knew our value and it was very high and it just wasn't close to what we thought. So maybe they thought their offer was good enough. You know what I mean? But it wasn't even in our eyes, it wasn't even close. And, and when the validation basically for us to know that we were right and our value was right, was the first offer triple H made us. And that's when we looked at each other and we said, Holy crap. Like, right, you know, how right. long, how long have we been worth this much? Like, it was almost like we weren't insulted. We were just like, wow. Like it was, I wish we would have did this sooner, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but you know what, at, at the end of the day though, we knew that, our thing had ran its course at ring of honor and new japan like i looking back now like i think it was perfect timing for all of us to split ways because i i think we had peaked with what we would have done there so it felt like just a, a natural way to leave at that point so i would imagine that that your discussions with triple h are pretty positive if he's if he's offering you that kind of a deal 
Yeah, they were they were all. We talk about that in the book. It, he was great, yeah. um, charming dude. He 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 said all the right things, and I don't know how many times I told him no. I I we <laughs> like we must have declined the offer. In the end, it I I, I don't want to exaggerate. It had to have been at least four or five times, and by the by the end of every conversation he would have another call scheduled with me in two weeks. Like, and I would go, how did he do that? Like what? I just told him no. Like, I'm like, what? And I, like, we'd be laughing by the end of the conversation. The conversation would start with me saying, I'm so sorry. We're going to pass on this. Thank you so much. And then an hour later, I'm talking about our next phone call in two weeks. <laughs> it was just like, he's, he's a magician. And, and he like, no wonder he, he has the job he has because he's a charming a charming guy and he'll charm your socks off and i have nothing but positive things to say about him like he's very intelligent too the things he said the, the ideas he had like uh, i i at times I, I told nick i'm like man maybe maybe this is something we should you should at least consider you know and and there was a time when me nick and kenny the three of us were like holy crap i think we're all gonna end yeah. up in wwe <laughs> it, was a, it was very tough decision at, at one point yeah. Let's keep up the positive vibes. I do something uh, the complete opposite of burying people in a segment here. We call it shooting softly, where <laughs> where we ask you to say nice things about specific people in wrestling. And we'll start with a guy from WWE that you guys know, Kevin Owens. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, let's see. There, man, there's a lot to say. Because we we've we got such a history with him, uh, we still talk to him to this day. We we love him, man. He's great. Yeah, I think he was one of the guys who took us under his wing in the early days. Like he saw, he saw something special in us, and I think he knew that we were going to be a part of the new like crop of the top indie guys. And he attached himself to us, and he's one of the very first people who gave us a rub and just being friends with him by association and being involved with him in storylines and having matches with him, like people immediately accepted that we were cool. And to this day, it, you know, we'll, we'll never forget that. Uh, a guy who has really emerged on being the elite. How about John silver? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> who would have known? Uh, he's so good. Uh, and man, I'm just so happy that, uh, we've been able to give him like this platform to show how funny he really is. Yeah, he's got, he's got that natural wit and charm and people are attracted to him. And I'm, yeah, like Nick's, I'm so glad that people are finally getting to see it. Also technically the best person on the roster at throwing mustard into a <laughs> bowl. That's a good technically, point. technically, uh, <laughs> Shaq, who we've seen pop up on on the show, a TNT fixture, an, an L.A. fixture even. Right. Man, I I got goosebumps uh, seeing him uh, stand up for me and Matt as soon as we got backstage and gave us a standing ovation after our FTR match. Like, the 10-year-old me would have, like, <laughs> cried his eyes out like i'm a massive nba fan so like obviously Shaq is a huge part of that and for him to to enjoy a match that we had that man that was so crazy to me he's genuinely the largest person i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) yeah i was i was gonna mention that like i mean when when you all signed with aew and 
uh, Nick, you being a big NBA fan, did did your mind immediately get racing? Like, oh, I, I hope there's some crossover. Oh, right away. <laughs> that was literally like the first thing I thought of. I always like, I watch TNT religiously, you know. Same. Like that's that's the thing. Like if the same game is on ESPN, I'm watching it on TNT. I'd prefer TNT because right, I want right. to hear Shaq and Barkley talk trash to each other. When I see oh, Shaq sure. out there. I'm like, wow, I hope they get Barkley to just talk trash to him during whatever match he's in. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, another name? How, how about Tony Khan, the founder of AEW? Oh, oh man, he's a genius. Genius. Uh, and, man, I'm just so happy that he uh, took this this risk and, and took us all in and uh, – he really changed so many lives, and that's one thing that I always thank him for uh, is helping so many wrestlers out because th- this has helped so much. And God, I'm so happy that he he uh, he gave us a chance. Yeah, he changed he changed our lives, and he did it. Everything he said that he was going to do, he did, and that doesn't happen often in this business. A couple more names as as we wrap up. Thunder Rosa, we've seen her pop up uh, in NWA fixture, but we've seen her a lot on AEW, and it's exposed her to a completely different audience. She's great. She's great. Super solid. I, th- I think one of one of the best that have come in and come through. I, I hope that we can do a lot more stuff with her because she's she's definitely she's got something special. I love her look too. Completely agree. She's awesome. And then FTR, who you guys had one of the greatest tag team matches of all time with. <laughs> <laughs> man i'll, I'll take, take it thanks yeah they're uh, one they're, of the best tag teams i've ever been awesome. in the ring with right yeah i i think I, nobody takes wrestling more serious than them they eat breathe and sleep this business and it, it was intimidating watching them come in for the you know four or five months before we wrestled them and just seeing the way that they did things and they put so much thought into this and uh, I don't know if I've ever met two more passionate guys uh, about the business than those guys. I'm so glad they're on our team. Guys, make sure you check out Young Bucks killing the business from backyards to the big leagues. Again, I'm, I'm very excited to to check this out over the holiday season, read a little bit more of it. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for taking the time. It's my first time interviewing these these guys, or, or you guys. I'm so excited to do it. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Thanks for having us, man. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.